You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim. It is another edition of the Sunday Special. We are joined by the founder of the three-point conversion, Raphael Haynes. Raphael, how are you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, no problem at all. Listen, so for those of you uh, people who don't know the three-point conversion at home, my listeners, why don't you tell a little bit about the company? Because this story is amazing. So... The company started, actually came up with the idea, what, in 2013. And um, so at first I was I was working for, I was like, uh, I guess, a guest on a radio show. And for a moment, they started bringing me on permanently. And then at one point, they went in a different direction. They still had me on, wanted me on, but I just didn't, you know, like the direction they were going. So one day I was in a barbershop and I still remember the exact chair I was sitting in. As a matter of fact, this barbershop still has, they have a three-point conversion shirt dedicated to this chair, right? That's so, awesome. but I, I, I was sitting at this chair, sitting on the chair, or in the chair, and came up with this idea like, man, it would be nice to have like a debate show in a barbershop setting where it'd be raw, still respectful, but raw, uncut, just off the top of the head, and we just go in about sports. Talk to the the owner of the barbershop. He was like, well, I talked to a friend first to have him come on. Talked to the owner of the barbershop. He was like, man, that's great. Why don't we arrange a meeting? He's like, so you ha- you got to have, do you have a cameraman? Because we need to talk to your cameraman and everything. I was like, sure, I'll have one. When I tell you, Jared, I had nothing. I had no cameraman. <laughs> I had <laughs> No staff or anything, and um, and honestly, um, we I was with Coca Cola, and we had just got outsourced. This is when they were laying people off, mm-hmm. so no money really. My wife was pregnant; it was just a lot going on. But I believed, and I told my friend, I said, "Hey man, look, we got to speak as if it's going to happen. As, as forget as if it's going to happen. We got to speak as if it happened. It's happening. Is we're good." And sure enough, like a week before. We met, cameraman came on, said, hey, I'll do this for you all, I'll help you out. And we started this barbershop show called, um, what was it called? I, I can't remember what it was called, man, but it was, um, oh, it was, um, I can't remember, but either or, yeah. Making the Cut, that's what it was. Making the Cut with the three-point, Making the Cut presents the three-point conversion, that's what it was called. So but either or, we came over the show. Um, the show kind of took off. We weren't ready for it because we put on YouTube. I think that's when YouTube was really popping off with people putting on, you know, shows or doing things. We didn't have live Facebook, anything like that. Yeah. But it, it just took off for a while, man. Next thing you know, we broke up because we weren't ready for it. Everybody, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then next yeah. thing you know, I just started. I said, you know what? I'm going to keep the three point conversion. And from then on, it's like history. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, and 
building off that, so once you got – like, first of all, when you saw LeBron do his whole little shop thing where you were like, come on, man, that's my idea. But, like – Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, I, I watched the show, and I, I'm not – anybody who listens to my show knows I'm not the biggest LeBron fan because I'm not a fan of his transition to his new personality in L.A. I loved Miami LeBron. I loved early Cleveland LeBron. I didn't do not like Hollywood LeBron. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm more of the I, – I like people who are authentic, I guess – but that's – it's such a great, like, way to start that, you know, in the barbershop. Because, you know, in, in the barbershop, you have legitimate conversations. You have people going at each other about topics. And to me, I think that's a great place to get your debate started when you're talking sports. Uh, go further in the story. What – after you guys all split up, what was the next step you guys took to, you know, go to the next level with a three-point conversion? Well – after I split up, they're probably going to be mad if they hear this, but oh well, it's the truth. They'll <laughs> laugh at it. I guess this is my 30 for 30, in a sense. But <laughs> um, they, uh, so they scolded me, man. They were, why weren't you, you know, why can't we host a show or why can't we do this or whatever, whatever. So I said, look, let's take some time. We need to regroup or whatever. So I went on. And I promise you, like I said, this is this was before Facebook Live and people weren't doing videos. But I started, I said, you know what? I started making videos of just reactions <laughs> on like football or anything. I have a topic. Yeah. It's not for like five minutes. I had this, um, we had this thing called NFL Diaries where I would talk about what happened at Sunday for like five minutes and give my certain points. And that was it. People started noticing. I kept on. I kept on doing videos. Then I had this thing called Battlegrounds where I would challenge somebody and we would he would make a video, I would make a video, but we'd talk about, for instance, who was better mm-hmm. at this time, AJ Green or or um Julio Jones. Julio. He would pick AJ Green, I would go Julio, whoever. But yeah. we would it, it, we would we were, you know getting a little buzz, or whatever. Yeah. I didn't think it was nothing big. Mm-hmm. But until I got a call, I would never forget it. And I'm a shout out to my man, Nick Ficarelli. He hit me up and he said, hey, would you like to own your own uh, podcast? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, yeah, I'm like, of course. Came over to show the three-point conversion, three-point conversion sports lounge, came up with that. Me and the guy, we were, this is my co-host, we did it. He was from Chicago. We were doing it instead of Skype. Uh, we did it through Zoom, but still oh, we had. Yes. Yeah, we did it through audio though. It was nice, had a good time, and we were doing well. I mean, we had Charles Davis on the show from huh. Fox NFL. Like, oh, first- I know him very well, man. Uh, man, broadcaster too. For those who don't know, yeah. And which I couldn't believe, you know. So all the, these things are happening, and then the the platform that we were on. This company, they were folding. Everybody left. And everybody started hitting me up. Hey, Raphael, can um, hey, we want you to come over to our platform or so on. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? I'm gonna no, nah, I'm gonna start my own podcast and so on. My co-host left me, so I was by myself. I was nervous because I'm like, how do I do a show by myself for two hours? But you know what? And I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Everybody want me to do it. So on now let's fast forward. I have a I um I was doing a show in the kitchen, start out in the kitchen. I uh transitioned to the living room. I upgraded from the living room 
to the basement, <laughs> from the basement to the pool house. And then now, as we speak, I'm on a radio. So I have a radio show on the actual radio. The company now, we cover um, events. We cover, we cover the Atlanta Hawks. We cover the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're covering the Washington Redskins, the Buffalo Bills, um, three WNBA teams. We've covered Atlanta Braves, Atlanta United, MLS team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in the Super Bowl, Radio Road, the Hall of, Pro Football Hall of Fame, NBA All-Star. Uh, just so many events. So, and my whole point of saying is, I know you want me to tell a story, but to everyone who's listening, if it's your dream, if you believe it, do not give up. Do not give up. It's hard work, but I promise you, I know it's a cliche, and I thought it was a cliche until I look look back on what's going on and what has happened. Hard work pays off. That is a, you know, as a guy who honestly, dude, I was about 20 minutes away from joining the Marines until Belly Up hit me up just to start writing. And my cousin-in-law, basically, he, I didn't tell anybody about this. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell like friends. I basically was like in my head. I'm like, you know what? I had a buddy who was at an ex-Marine. I'm like, you know what? I got nothing here right now. Maybe I should just sign up next week. And then the next week I legit get a call from my cousin-in-law. He's like, hey, listen. This place belly up sports. You should come right for them. I'm like, all right, cool. But I was always a radio guy. You can even ask Eric, uh, my f- friend Eric Urbanowitz, who is the host of the Brown Talent Podcast on Three Point Conversions, to so check that out as well. But Eric, Eric knows this. I had a passion for radio. I would come into the studio and guest host on anybody's show who wanted me. I love talking sports. I love getting on the microphone and talking. So to hear, you know. It's a good message for guys like me who are just getting started. Like my podcast, it has its one-year anniversary coming up in a month, and I am ecstatic and I love the growth. And we're we had, I mean, we've had decent hosts from Barstool. We've had guys from we we're supposed to get MJ Acosta from NFL Network, but she had to back out last minute. Like we're getting decent guests and we're getting a certain following. I think the thing is for a lot of these young kids and whoever wants, like you know, has a dream, it's a matter of. Yeah, you want it, hustle for it. You, you, it's, it, and I think you, of course, are the definition of that because you built this out of a barbershop, and now you're covering huge events. I think that's a great example because you didn't go the traditional route. You didn't like, you know, start as an intern at ESPN and work your way up through the ranks, and now you're hosting sports and or not. You went around it. You went on your own path. I think it's some people, for guys like me, who maybe didn't get a C, get straight A's and have all the connections in the world. If you got the talent and you got the drive and you've got the passion, it's your dream, chase it. And that's a great thing to see, Raphael. I love it. So you're an Atlanta guy. I got to ask you a little bit, my, my boy, because I'm an Eagles fan. I love Mike Vick. So I got to ask you right now. <sighs> you grew up, um, did you grow up in Atlanta? No, no. I'm, oh. I'm from Chicago. Oh, you're I'm from, from Chicago. Chicago. Okay, so, so, but you were, you know what? Right. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna refrain this a little bit because you had Charles know. Davis on, and I love Charles Davis. But okay. I was gonna ask you about Mike Vick because I was thought you were gonna grow up in Atlanta. That's my bad. Basically, no, I was here when he was here. I, I moved down here in '96. Okay. So okay. I was here his career. So no, you go ahead. All right. So let me ask you this: What was the was Michael Vick? What was the like the vibe of him? 
from like his rookie career. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk. We're not gonna really like talk about him getting in trouble, but we're gonna talk about like him as a figure in Atlanta because you, as an Atlanta resident, would attest to this because you were around it. But what was he like? What was it like in the city when like the whole Michael Vick experience was happening? So, I think Mike Vick. Well, first of all, Atlanta, Atlanta area, just Atlanta period. It was growing. It's, it's a melting pot here. Yeah. But after maybe the 98 Super Bowl, you, you didn't have a lot of you still didn't have a lot of homegrown fans. But when Mike Vick came out here, Mike Vick converted a lot of fans, a lot of fans from other teams to an Atlanta fan. And when he first got here, he was so humble. And people don't remember this. So Dan Reeves, the head coach at that time, they, uh-huh. he brought him in. He would let him come in certain certain um, drives and let him start over. Let's let him bring him in over Chris Chandler. Uh-huh. He was, the next year, his first, his last, uh, that was uh, Reeves last year. Uh-huh. Mike Vick came in, and people don't remember this, but he didn't throw an interception until like the eighth or ninth game. I think it was the ninth, eighth game. But he hadn't thrown an interception at all until the eighth game. He was using his legs, but he was throwing as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just the excitement. This guy was – because the NFL had never seen anything like him. We had run a Cunningham before, but not mm-hmm. like Vic. Not nobody who can outrun a cornerback, you know, somebody yeah. who was exciting, who was – could take one for 80 yards for a touchdown. Well – Usually he's like a um, cheetah. He, he'll run for the first 60 yards, fast as I don't know, and then he always get caught after 60 yards. So, but either way, he was yeah. It's like if you don't believe me, ladies and gentlemen, go watch his run against the Vikings in the playoffs. That you're welcome. I see, Raphael. I'm an Eagles fan, like die hard, like getting a tattoo to my body. Eagles fan, and Mike Vick is a folk hero to us because he basically took a dead, pe- a wannabe, almost dead period after McNabb and made and made it exciting. And that Eagles team in 2011 and like even like to up to 2013 was should have been so much better if Chip Kelly didn't ruin it. But I got like for modern comparison for those people who are just starting to watch football in the last couple of years. Do you see a similarity between Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick like Michael Vick sees, or is it are they two different style players? Because do you know what I was just talking about this? Yeah, I really think that Lamar Jackson will surpass Vic. See, the this is this was the difference between Vic and Lamar now. See, uh-huh. Vic came in, he was focused, he was humbled, but after a while he he started to eat the fame. He uh-huh. loved the fame. He didn't study like he stated. He didn't yeah. study so he couldn't really throw or he didn't try. So he wasn't good as at passing the ball. But when he went to Philadelphia after he got incarcerated and he came out, he was a more focused guy, and you start to see he could throw the ball. Yeah. Well, but that was the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is faster than Vic. Oh, yeah. 40 time-wise, I think Lamar ran like – unofficially, I think the rumors are he ran like a 4-3 something. It was like – like it was like they nobody will tell you what it is, but I think like if you like look through the Twitterverse and it's something unofficial like a four three seven, it's something insanely fast. Like no, defensive man, back. I've heard four two. 
that what they're saying, but he he Woo! was a four three. I didn't hear that rumor, but I, I that's even got me even hype a little bit because I'm like that's some serious speed. Right, he can run, but he can throw the ball. See what people are gonna see this year, and you've already seen some of it. Yeah, Lamar Jackson can throw. See when he was at Louisville, he played under Bobby style with Bobby Petrino mm-hmm. and you know Bobby Petrino get these quarterbacks going they, they got to play quarterback oh yeah and with Bobby Petrino I think the problem was uh I mean what the problem was Louisville they didn't get a lot of coverage because you had some some guy some guy named Deshaun Watson playing and, at Clemson and my Hurricanes just right Right and the Hurricanes. But if you watch Lamar Jackson's game, the year he won a Heisman Trophy, could throw the ball. Oh, yeah. Beautiful throw. run, too. But, yeah, but all accurate. And even as last year, he didn't. his season wasn't as strong. But I think because of – he was a leader. He showed mm-hmm. his leadership more. Yeah. And – People ignore that, you know, it was whatever. He's not going to be good. Then when he came to Baltimore, of course, he, yeah. you know, he's under that system and they're not throwing the ball. But I guarantee you, he's about to be the new era quarterback where most teams would try to to um, impersonate, try to say, okay, let, let's let's do what they're doing. Let's let's well, let's look for a Lamar Jackson. I'm telling you, he's he's putting up Heisman numbers oh, in the NFL. I know. It's insane. And the thing is with Lamar Jackson, and one thing is similar to Vic, they both have unorthodox releases. Vic had a very slingshot motion with his shoulder, which I actually, as a shorter quarterback, as I play in flag leads and stuff like that, I mimicked. Because basically, it's it's, it's something good for a – Vic's only six foot, by the way. Lamar Jackson's right. not short. He's got a right. good quarterback, but he's lean. And it works for his body type. I think with Jackson, one thing that people are ignoring is with Petrino, his accuracy was always there. With Vic, it was honed. He had to come back to his roots of being a good quarterback first. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what becomes of, you know, Omar Jackson. And I love the compa- – I think I agree with you. I was just on a podcast like 20 minutes ago. Puck, puck, pass, belly up, check it out. Um they asked me about Lamar Jackson. I'm like, he is going to be – he may surpass – if he can stay, keep himself out of trouble, keep himself healthy, he will surpass Vic. Vic was the quintessential mobile quarterback. When you think mobile quarterbacks, it's Vic Cunningham, and then there's like 30 feet of crap, and then there's like a couple of guys who are okay. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. has a chance if he plays a full career to surpass all of them. And I love Cunningham, being an Eagles fan. But – and I wasn't even old enough to watch him, but I know his legend. I've watched the tapes. I've watched the movies. He's just an amazing talent. But I think with Jackson, it it has become some. It's become an incredible like thing to watch, and I'm ecstatic. I I knew Hollywood Brown was going to be disgusting with him, and I am blown away. I was so mad. I sat him week one in fantasy because I I, I ate that badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing again, I, I don't think, I think people are going to be amazed. Like, so my bro, bold prediction this year, um, I said it on the show, um, uh, radio show. And I was saying that I think that 
Lamar Jackson is going to throw. It was a bold prediction, so I had to go okay. kind of. But I said he's going to throw 4,000 yards. I believe that. I said he's going to throw 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. I was like, no, 38. Woo. I don't know if he's going to get 38, but right now he has, what, seven touchdowns already. And their schedule is not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. They don't play a lot of top 10 defense except for Philadelphia. Or not Philadelphia. Except for New England and a couple others. He has that. That is a – it's a high aim, but I can see it happening because what? I watched this kid throw. Their offense is – you know, all preseason they were talking about Lamar Jackson saying, hey, listen, we're going to run the football. We're going to break the wheel. We're going to go back to old school football. And teams are packing the box, and John Harbaugh's like, hey – Lamar, just start slinging. And you're seeing him score points in droves. And Hollywood Brown may be offensive rookie of the year because basically he's just just a weapon. And it works perfectly. In the, the catch down the sideline against Arizona, I was like, I'm sold. This is going to be a great combination for years to come. Right. And think about this, though. Next week, you're watching the future. So, you know, they play. They play at Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, play Arrowhead, yeah. So, you know Kansas City's defense is not that good anyway. Oh, it's it's awful. The fact that they – you know your secondary is bad when you're in the Jalen Hurts rumors and you've denied it. I mean the Jalen Ramsey rumors. Like my Eagles are in it because their one problem is their number two corner. But it's like with <laughs> with the Chiefs, I, I said in the beginning, I still pick them to make it the AFC title game because they'll score everybody. Lamar may throw six touchdowns against them because mm-hmm. they can't stop anybody. Derek Carr and the Raiders, the only reason they didn't score is because I think John Gruden forgot how to call plays in the second half. Right. Yeah, so right. I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I'm maybe not 38 touchdowns, but I could definitely see a 33-34 like and like maybe run for four or five touchdowns. I think with the not bad for a running back thing, I think that's more of a chip on his shoulder. Because with Lamar Jackson, I've never got that arrogant vibe out of him. I've never seen it. Because I've been following him since I was a junior in college, and he was just starting to come onto the scene when before his Heisman year. Mm-hmm. With like guys like Baker Mayfield, who kind of overshadowed him. Baker Mayfield's like, yeah, I feel dangerous. And it's like, it's it, it's to me... I think that's kind of what made Lamar Jackson kind of fall a little under the radar his final year in college is because you had the whole Baker Mayfield takeover that year, you know, playing the flag at Ohio State. And I think that's kind of what what has allowed him to kind of go under the radar. And now, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's the best quarterback, possibly the best quarterback in that class. And I'm like, yeah, just because he's mobile doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. Right, right. And think about this, though. He he. Threw for I think his percentage in college. I mean his college, but still, was yeah. like sixty-seven percent in college. It was sixty-seven percent. It's in the ACC, in which is a good conference. That's not bad at all. Right, but by point, he he went toe to toe with Deshaun Watson. Like they were going toe to toe, and then you have to look at this. Now Baltimore, they don't have the same defense they had last year. Yeah, no. But that can they almost beat? They should have beaten Kansas City twice. But remember, first, um, Mahomes fumbled, and Baltimore had a chance to fall on it, and they couldn't fall on it. Oh, yeah. And then I think it was like a fourth down. It was something weird that happened late in the game that allowed Kansas City to keep the drive going. Then they scored, take it to overtime. So, 
and Lamar was just running. But again, like you said, the schedule's not that hard as far as defenses they have to play. I really believe that this man is going to shock everybody. And he has a chip. Do you remember when he got drafted? Remember how upset he was that everybody, and you could see it in his face? Like he yeah. almost had his eyes how he was upset. Well, you know who who, who traded in that pick was my Eagles. So I watched it. I waited all night to watch my Eagles get the 32nd pick. And then they. I showed my boy's house. He's a Cowboys fan. I showed blasting Meek Mill at the top of, like, the speaker thing. Like, you know, Dreams and Nightmares are blasting. I'm rolling into his house. And it's all Cowboys fans, his family. And I sit up till 1130 at night. I work the next morning. And they trade to the Ravens. And I'm like, wait a minute. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love that. I hate Joe Flacco. He's so boring. And I, I remember right. his emotion. And it was great. Because right. I I love guys with a chip on their shoulder. But even more, I love guys who have a chip on their shoulder but don't get ahead of themselves. Like right. my boy Carson Wentz, he's ticked that he lost on primetime with no none of his receivers. I am terrified for that line secondary. They're going to have a rough awakening on Sunday. I love guys who want to hustle and do it quietly. As much as I love Baker Mayfield's pure entertainment – one of the guys I kind of modeled my show after was Colin Cowherd because, you know, he was what got me into sports radio. He can be a little elitist sometimes. And he can be a little cocky, but he's the king of sports radio. It's kind of what he does. I love Cowherd. Yeah, I love yeah. I love Cowherd. Yeah. If you get past the, the attitude and the arrogance, he's actually the smartest guy on radio. But basically, what thing I learned when listening to Cowherd is that, like, you build through your quarterback. And guys who are humble and guys who are just there to work – and can stay healthy. Those are the those guys turn into the Brady's, the Montana's, the Steve Youngs. These guys who hustle. These guys who win games. If they have a good system around them, and Lamar Jackson has a great system around him in Baltimore. I love John Harbaugh. You, you realize his brothers had two different jobs since John took over at at Baltimore, and John right. may lose his job at Michigan if they don't win in the next two years. Now, right, he was a special teams coach. But listen to this though, you you just said something that was key. I don't even know if you really realize what you said. So you mentioned Steve Young. When Steve Young first came in the league, all Steve Young was known as a runner when he was in Tampa. And Steve Young was like my favorite quarterback, one of my favorite quarterbacks besides John Elway. But yeah. Steve Young was a running quarterback. All he did was run the ball. That's all he could do. But like you said. When they put Steve Young in a, a great system, next thing you know, Steve Young became – he could have been really the best quarterback in the league. The only reason why he didn't or why he wasn't labeled that is because he couldn't win the Super Bowl at first. Mm -hmm. But if you look at 92, he won an MVP. In 93, he um, could have won an MVP again. 94, he even had a he had his best year in 94. He could have won an MVP, but I, Barry Sanders won an MVP that year. But – um, no, he didn't win an MVP that year. Who won an MVP in '94? Either or, but um, yeah, I was the year before I was born, man. I really wish I knew. Yeah, but but either or, yeah, it it was that he was in a great system, and as you said, you got a lot of quarterbacks. Randall Cunningham, we didn't get to see him flourish. Why? Because he wasn't in a great system in Philadelphia. He, yeah, not he until he got to, he's not a buddy Ryan. Right, not until he got to Minnesota. And think about it, he had Chris Carter. And a very, very young Randy Moss. 
No, I'm saying in Philly. He had Chris oh. Carter in Philly. Oh, yeah, Chris Carter in Philly, but he also had him in Minnesota as well. Yeah, he had him in Minnesota, right. But I'm just saying he didn't. He wasn't that good because he was. they weren't in a good system. You well, had Chris Carter and Randall Cunningham, but they weren't in a good system in Philadelphia. But when he got to Minnesota under Brian Billick, now you have this great system. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So you're right. It's a lot of quarterbacks that did. Michael Vick and Mike. If he would have played under Andy Reid his whole career, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Of all time. Talent for it. So we're about calling coast to wrapping it up here. But, Rafi, I want to leave you with this, though, because you made a great point. And I think this is why quarterbacks, you know, we we completely went off topic because I think this is almost great because we gave you got we gave my listeners like some actual chunk evidence to listen to your show and check out the three-point conversion, which I love that. I'm going to leave you with this, though, because this is a point I think I made of you. A quarterback is only as good as the system he gets put into. So guys like Josh Rosen could be the most pa- talented guys in the world, but if they're playing in Miami, they're not going to do, do squat. Derek Carr could have been better. David Carr could have been better than his brother, but he played in Houston when basically it was Andre Johnson in a pile of crap. So that's the way I look at this whole conversation because basically it, I, you and me have reiterated the point that I've kind of had a hunch about for a while. It's the system that the quarterback inherits that makes them better. Because talent, talent is always, you will always see talent. Mm-hmm. We saw talent like Vic. We saw talent back then in Randall Cunningham. I'm trying to think of somebody. And this. Uh, look, you want another one? Look at McNabb from Philly to Washington in Minnesota. Right, right. Right, so you you have a lot of quarterbacks or just players in general, but especially quarterbacks. All NFL quarterbacks have talent, but it depends on the system you play in. We've seen that in NFL history. You look it up, you see a lot of quarterbacks that were playing in some system. The next thing you know, they're not that good. Now you now you will have quarterbacks that just supersede over that, like Russell Wilson. His system was garbage in the sense oh, yeah. as far as for a quarterback. But we know Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite player, but he's a great quarterback. We know that now. We see it. But most of the time, you're going to see like Matt Flynn. Yeah. That's why I brought Russell Wilson up. Matt Flynn got all this money. And I don't even know if he was hor- horrible. They just said, you know what? <laughs> it's something in this guy, Russell Wilson. We we, we can't. We just going to go with him. But it's a lot of other guys that if they weren't in the system – Pat Mahomes. And Mahomes mm-hmm. went, wasn't in the Kansas City system. Steffi played with. What if he went, to your, when he went to your hometown of Chicago and they picked yes, John Ross's system? I mean, John Fox. Yeah. He wouldn't have been as good. Exactly. And what I mean, good stat wise. Oh, yeah. No, he probably still have the talent, but he probably wouldn't have developed right because Mahomes in college was a gunslinger, dude. He was Brett Favre 2.0. He'd be throwing yeah. picks in the triple coverage. But. Exactly. And I think that's the whole point. And I think this is why, like, you know, it's good that Peterson and Wentz met early. Dak Prescott got Kellen Moore this year. You have all these guys who are getting good quarterbacks. What if RG3 didn't have Mike Shanahan and got, I don't know, got uh, Belichick or got Josh McDaniels or got Andy Reid or Sean McVay or or um. Or like got went down to Atlanta and got Dan Quinn and, Brian, and the younger Schottenheimer. Right, it, right. He had yeah, so, younger um, shot. Kyle, Sh- Kyle, Kyle, no, Kyle Shanahan. Sorry, the younger Shanahan. Prime, yeah, prime, prime example though. 
you just said it. Look at Drew Brees. Yeah. Now, I watched Drew Brees in college. He was the man in college. He, he oh, was yeah. he, he was like irrelevant. Yeah. And when he went to San Diego, they you didn't really see his skill set because no. of, of the system. It was Marty Ball. Let's give the ball to Thomason 40 times. If we don't rush the ball, we're going to throw it to him as well. Yeah. And you didn't get to see him. He wasn't a top-notch quarterback. Even though I knew this dude had talent. Yeah. When he got Saints and Sean Payton said, you know what? We're really going to hone in on your talent and your skill set. Um, then you saw what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they even gave him, like, Reggie Bush to kind of, like, add to his offense. They gave him Colston, who they found out of Hofstra. That's up by me, man. That's Long Island. There's nothing up in Hofstra. So... Like and now they get Mike Thomas and they've had they've had good targets his entire career and I think we could keep reiterating on different examples but I think the overriding thing is and man I I almost want to bring you back on my show personally to come out with my co-host Kevin we'll talk sports for another hour but basically as we wrap <laughs> this up it, like first of all God, ladies and gents this guy knows his stuff please check out three point conversion this guy has blown me away today with his knowledge and. He comes from – he's a little old. He's, he's a few years older than me. I'm not making an old joke. I'm serious. He's seen football that I've had to watch NFL films to see. And he just blew me away with knowledge about, like, Cunningham and Carter. I knew Buddy Ryan was bad at offense, but the fact is I'm realizing it now. He had two Hall of Famers. He couldn't score points. Basically, he's – Buddy Ryan's biggest claim to fans and Eagles fans the body bag ball. Like, come on. Like, really? But, Raphael, man – I am blown away. I, You have made me a listener of the three-point conversion overnight, and I am very excited to see how your company keeps growing. I hope you, uh, we can bring you back on the corner booth one of these days. Come talk with me and Kevin about a little uh, football. Maybe we'll bring you on for uh, playoff predictions, something like that. It would be great to have you on again, man. Anytime, man. Let me know. Just, uh, hey, just make, real quick, make sure you all follow the three-point conversion on Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram on the threepointconversion.com and radio show is on. Um, you can look at it. We, we videotape it live, so it's live, and you can see it on video on the Three Point Conversion Facebook page if you're not in Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta, it's 1100 a.m. on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's uh, You know what? He said himself. I got to give one shout-out, though, to one of his employees, my boy Crazy Eric Urbanowitz. Go Canes, Eric. But uh, that wraps it up. Raphael, great to have you on. Ladies and gentlemen, Corner booth, of course, twice a week. Next week, we are looking forward to having Savannah. She'll still be on vacation. But we're going to have a couple boys from Puck Puck Pass on, talk some football, maybe even sprinkle a hockey in there. So check it out. This is the Sunday special round two. Mr. Raphael Haynes, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.